Welcome everybody once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton, and as always, we have with us today, Keith Denny and Tim Malloy. Today, we're going to be covering the first two episodes of Disney Plus's TV series, well, Marvel TV series, Loki, uh, about the God of Mischief. And we are starting with events from the last Avengers movie. He has escaped from the clutches of the Avengers with the Tesseract and gone into God knows where. He wakes up, a God himself, thinking he's good to go, and is then approached by a unknown entity who takes him away and he's in captivity and trying to figure out how the heck he's going to get out the situation and that's how the series starts pretty interesting premise to begin with and we're going to do massive spoilers from here on on the first two episodes so if you're interested in watching the series before being spoiled this is your chance to walk away and with that said tim what did you think of the show so far Wow. Uh, I didn't know if I was going to go first. Uh, thank you first to Sam for filling in for me last episode. Thank you, um, Sam. Always better when Sam is here than when I'm here, people say. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but host of the Sam Senate podcast, and he's just amazing. He's just an amazing broadcaster. So yeah, thank very you. insightful. Love, Sam. A- amen. Um, this show, I'm enjoying it a lot. I like that it's funnier than the other Marvel shows. I wish it would go even funnier still, and maybe it will. Um, it's very funny to me that the TVA, the time with the Time Variance Authority, is just this really boring bureaucratic organization that controls basically the fate of the entire universe. I think Owen Wilson really sells it because he's just so dry and cool and doesn't care. He kind of throws things away in a way that's very appealing. Uh, always like Tom Hiddleston. Definitely like all of the weird Marvel in-jokes that are going on and really, really like the look of it. Yes, uh, very, very strong. Yeah, just I think it's the best looking Marvel show. Uh, I, I am a little, my, I think my concern with all of the Marvel shows is if we like them too much, they will just do serialized shows to keep us <laughs> <laughs> just in, in, in a loop of, of content forever. Yeah. And we'll never get a standalone movie again. And I really do like a standalone movie. So I, I'm going to keep going to theaters. I'm going to go see black widow. Uh, and I don't consider these, I, I consider these a, a welcome addition to the MCU, but not a potential replacement. I will not stand for that. Well, no. I will at least say your concerns in the short term are uh, not, you know, merited given that they got a ton of movies coming up, including the Eternals, when I have no clue what the heck's happening. But that was a great trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I, I think I think they definitely have all these movies coming out. I do like the shows because they kind of like little appetizers to get us set up for the main dish, which will be the Avengers films that's coming out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I appreciate them for what they are, to be honest. So what did you think of the show uh, through the first two episodes so far, Keith? It usually for most shows, I, I, I think that it's going to take me a couple a while to get more into it. Um, only got I six episodes, think, so you ain't got a lot longer. It, some, for some shows, it takes me at least four episodes, you mm-hmm, know, to mm-hmm. really. But but I think, and if it's just six episodes, then I don't know. I mean, for this, it... um certain elements of it kind of starts off pretty slow for me. Oh um, yeah, of course. Bit, the first episode is very slow. Yeah, it is. It is at least pretty funny to like what, what Tim was saying. Um, I think I'm going to feel about this the same way that I feel about, um, that I felt about WandaVision where like towards the third episode, that's when it kind of picked up its traction for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm the same way with Loki. And I do think Loki looks good. But then there are certain stuff, and maybe I don't know if it's something with my TV or if it's just it. It might be just also a personal preference. The, the show is too dark for me. Like yeah, I was now the colors. Yeah, the colors are, are their own thing. Yeah, the colors. I'm not really feeling that. I I just wanted <laughs> to see what's happening a little bit more. Now, um, do you mean within the TVA offices or just like the show itself in general? It's just the overall show. Just has it's it's pretty dark as far as this color palette it's kind of like another show that's kind of like that is but i enjoy is um ozark mm-hmm. yeah. you ever watch ozark like they use a very very dark like the, the color palettes in there is pretty dark and um i mean for that show it works but 
in certain shows, like with Loki, like I think there was a scene that was like a, a bit of an action scene. And I could barely tell what's going on. Oh, you mean in the in the second episode where they're in the Alabama area? Yeah, when they play um I Need a Hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that 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 just kind of threw me off. Like I had to close the blinds. I had to adjust my teeth. Like there was too much in and but anyway, that's that's being that like nitpicky. That was at the Renaissance Fair, right? Right, and, right. Yeah, and it is like oh that moment. Okay, okay. No, no, my bad. You talking about the action scene that isn't that climactic because you're kind of like, yeah, it's fine. It's a totally fine fight. Right, but I couldn't even see the fight. That was the thing. Yeah, yeah it was very dark in that, and that always bothers me in in films with action where I feel like I don't see enough of what's going on. But um. Well, they're supposed to be cloaked in that moment, but but I, I agree right. though. I, I wish it had been they had even though it was it was meant to be dark. I wish they had kind of chosen a different way to do that when they were, um, you know, doing the editing just to make it you know a little more clear. But also, I thought it was good though. Yeah. Also, plot wise, I think it's for me. Sometimes it's hard for me not to compare certain like comic book shows to other shows. Right. Yeah. It. It reminds me too much of like, so I'm not really a Doctor Strange fan, but mm-hmm. it gives me Doctor Strange vibes for one. And okay. it gives me a lot of vibes similar to like Umbrella Academy. Okay. But I, I, I guess I guess I like Umbrella Academy more. And there are certain things that's going on in that in the show that reminds me too much of it that mm-hmm. um I just keep going back to in my mind while I'm watching it. Like literally in Umbrella Academy, there's a group that's just like the TVA that handles the same type of, um, you know, people stepping outside the timeline and stuff like that. Because a big portion of the Umbrella Academy's storyline focus on time travel. Mm-hmm. So there's that part of it. Is there a Doctor but- Who thing going on? Because I've never seen Doctor Who. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Doctor Who. But yeah. he said Doctor Strange at first. I was going to ask. I say Doctor Strange. My bad. I, yeah, I, I, I knew what you meant. But I was like, yeah. I just want to clarify. Oh, I don't want either. you to finish your point. My bad. You're right, Doctor Who. That's why I'm saying it's some stuff about it that reminds me a lot of Doctor Who too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've only seen the Kill Hitler episode of Doctor Who, and I liked it. Hmm. I had friends that were big into Doctor Who, and um, just based off how they explained and just watching a couple of episodes with them, this is what this kind of reminds me of, which in itself is is cool. It's just I'm I'm just trying to I'm I'm interested to see how it fits into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because there are also a stuff that just doesn't make sense. So you mean to tell me the Avengers going back in time was cool. <laughs> well, so so but, but all right, no, no, no. So look, I think that's you know it, it to me, like, this is one of them things, kind of like with WandaVision, I think, you know, my experience watching the show is like, I'm, because I'm the kind of observer when I'm watching something, I'm always thinking about the machinations around what's happening right in front of us and not just like what they're telling us, because mm-hmm. clearly this is bull, one way or another. The the We have seen so many examples of, you mm-hmm. know, fiction where you have some all-knowing figure that everybody either worships or they just kind of follow their authority, but you never see them. And they're like, yes, we're doing it because da 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 da. That's not what's happening here. It's not clear exactly what's happening, but that's not what's happening here. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know if, you know, Loki is truly even living in something that's like actually reality, so to speak. He might be living in a facsimile of reality similar to what we saw in WandaVision. It's not super clear yet. Um, the thing is- I didn't think about that. Yeah, because so in general, I, I, one thing I really like about the show is like all of the philosophy 252 conversations I feel like they're having all the mm-hmm. time, where it's like, hey, what is existence? Um, right. How do you know you are who you think you are? Why do you care about the things you you care about? Like, is believing something is real all that matters? The thing is, you know, um, Owen Wilson's character, um, you know, as an agent, he. The thing is, like, they just talk about 
they don't talk about having been created by the I forgot what they call but the timekeepers I think they are yeah timekeepers yeah so they don't talk about the timekeepers as if simply they are the um the people who created you know like they they the way their narrative is told in their history of what they they accept as the origin of all things is that they are present and doing the work they're doing to kind of allow reality to exist to keep order but to some degree there can't be order without some sense of chaos like those things don't really exist without one another if there's nothing but order then there's no free will right but then there has to be some sense of chaos like at least like that is generally how people might define some of the stuff but what he keeps talking about is as an agent we were created by the timekeepers. Not like we have parents, not like, you know, here's a society, this society, this civilization grew up, da, 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 da. It's just like the timekeepers exist to, and, and they put together one single timeline after there was a multiverse war that forced one timeline. That is not actually what happened in the Avengers movie. In the Avengers movie, they created multiple timelines by doing the stuff they were doing but there was not a multiverse war happening. There's something. Well, the multiverse, the multiverse war, according to what he's saying, has not happened yet. Right, but the thing is, we have one timeline because w- whether it's happening ahead of where we are or behind where we are, it happened. Right. So, like, the main piece of this in general is that the timekeepers keep things as they are to keep that multiverse war from taking place. Right. So they're supposed to know everything that ever happens throughout time from the end to most of me from the beginning to the end. Which means all that in mind. So they say it again, which means they have to be at the end. Right. They Because they would, I would have to have seen everything just the same way he was able to see what his life would have been if he continued to live. So like, we do know, at least to some degree, there's some truth. It, this isn't all made up. There's truth to some degree in what's being stated in that he got to see a strain of a of what would have happened to him in his timeline, right? So that is real. They have that sort of power. However, the question would be, what is their purpose? Like, what 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 is driving them to do what they do? It, it, that's different from what's driving the people who work for them or the, or the things they've created because they exist to to serve them. But why do the timekeepers do what they do? Why are they interested in keeping this particular timeline? You could talk about the multiverse war, sure, but what if that's just something that's supposed to happen? Yeah, but they also don't think past the timekeepers, if that makes sense, right? But that's what I'm saying. But so, but the thing is, my my interest in what's happening is the timekeepers themselves like there's some we don't probably episode three is gonna get a little bit more into like the variant that is loki um that, that well not our loki but this female loki right um and there is a female loki in the comics um so it's like what is what's the play if this female loki doesn't want to take over the tva which seems to be to some degree all powerful where you can't use the Tesseract in their presence and you can't use the infinity stones with a useless, you know, in, in their dimension or whatever it is. What does that mean? If you don't want that power and you don't, you want something beyond just ruling, what do you want? Right. And it seems like particularly what they're curious, what, what this female look is curious about is recreating the multiverse because at the end of episode two, all those little because it was obvious what was happening they kept stealing all these time things like whatever the time reset bombs are whatever the hell they're called mm-hmm. um you steal a bunch of those and then you just send them to different <clears throat> parts of the of the timeline and then you just have them reset like reset a bunch of stuff which causes a cataclysm of issues and then a bunch of divergences from the main timeline take place creating the multiverse all over again maybe differently than we understand it from before but it's creating another multiverse that's what it seems like it's taking place because at the beginning of episode two that's exactly what that little clock thing said would happen would happen if the streams of get too divergent from what's supposed to happen then you just create another multiverse and then you 
create like all these cataclysmic issues, which is why those people always coming in and resetting stuff. But if a bunch of them happen at once and they can't contain it, then that, you know, who knows what happens? That's the whole point. So I don't like a lot of what the show I'm intrigued a lot by the possibilities of what could be happening. Why do you, oftentimes that can draw me in. Yeah. Why do you think he's not really in the TVA? Because I mean, the TVA does exist in the Marvel universe. I mean, it has gone back for a few years and of course they could just be using our or some fans knowledge of the TVA to sort of measure their expectations. But it never occurred to me that this wasn't really happening. I mean, it just seems like so difficult to have him go back to the Renaissance fair, have him go back to all the other times he's going to go back to. And it just, to- it just depends on how you want to play. There's a lot of things you could do. I'm not clear where they're going to go yet, but I, I'm just really intrigued that this is even uh, an option they chose. Cause it, Really, even all the things we saw in the trade. So, all right. The, the other piece of this is this female Loki. I don't know what that spell is, but like every time she touches someone, she technically can just phase into like different people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means her real body ever has to like like she can use her real body, but then be in other people. It doesn't seem like that's the case because she's not doing it earlier. But it does make you wonder like how much it is like. You know, okay. There, there's other people that exist in, in, you know, the multiverse we knew of, or the, that universe we're used to. They could do this sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it's not. Cl- it's just not clear to me that we have enough information to trust anything about the TVA and what it is. It's just like this all-powerful thing that can shut down anything. But that also means some of this might not even really be happening. You know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's the, I guess that's the easiest explanation. I hope they're not going to do that because that's too close to WandaVision. Well, I mean, it, uh-huh. it definitely has a ton of parallels already, but I don't think, I don't think that's what's, I, I think this is taking place. But again, it just depends on what you think about the idea of, you know, what, what Loki's motivations could ever be. Yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot you, you you potentially could do. In general, what I like the most about the show, though, is um, as you mentioned, it it really um, it really has a particular style. Um, you know, Keith, you brought this up before. A lot of the Marvel um, series have done a great job of like having like this really dense stuff going on, but like still making it a fun hang and making it not feel um like so nerdy that you just cannot follow if you're not interested in the lore aspects yeah um you know i think that's a really hard thing to pull off and even tom hiddleston going from you know as an actor from i'm this all-powerful guy you can't mess with me to like dressing him down so much that him feeling like oh man like i actually am powerless in this moment like this is kind of wild and like getting him to the point where um, he can say, you know, when you break down the essence of who I am, this is why I do the things I do. Like the, the whole me being like this vicious, you know, person is a facade. Yeah. I love the part about he does these things because he's weak, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which maybe he's saying to trick Mobius. Yeah. Because that could be another form of his manipulation. But then there's some, there could be also a lot of truth to that also. Especially when you think in comparison to him and his brother. Yeah. There was always <clears throat> this big thing between him and Thor. And Thor being the strong and, and powerful one physically. And him being more of the person that had to rely on his wits. And, and that actually, I thought... Um... There might be some manipulation of what he's saying, but I think there's a lot of truth to it because even when he's on his own, that that's why I thought there's just so many things pacing wise and just making simple decisions like you could screw this up so many different ways, but allowing him to be alone, see what his life was going to be in the ways that he changed as a person. That doesn't mean I think he's going to like be the same person he was in that same timeline, but 
the idea that he could know love, not just for his family and feel regret for what happened to his mother, but also really realize the sort of relationship he could have had with his brother. And then seeing his death and the way he died and, 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 and the things he was saying as he died, he's like, I said that? Yeah. Like, wow, what the hell? And it gave this weird impression. And again, maybe this is just the show playing around with stuff, but they make these multiple times, particularly in the first episode, they talk about how time flows differently there. We don't know how old anybody is, but it was interesting to see that he could watch his entire life and they just happened not to come back to the room, which either means they just didn't know or time flows differently. He was able to watch everything of his life before he passed away again. And by the time the agent comes back and he's like, you know, you haven't, you know, messed around with the test rack. He's like, I've been trying to use this thing. It's not working. I can't use my magic. This is pretty whack. All right, so I'm resigned to do what I got to do. So what's up? You know, it's just like getting to the point where it's it's convincing that he would be like, okay, all right, I, I whatever it takes, like whatever. You know, I think he understands that they're not gonna play ball with him all the way. Yeah, and I think he doesn't even believe that the timekeepers exist because he he makes it pretty clear all the time. And when he's talking about an audience with the timekeepers. You know, if somebody puts that in front of me, like, like a carrot, he's like, oh, yeah, can I see him? But I don't think he really buys that, you know. It's weird to think that you could go before them as this guy who's known for being mischievous and charming and dishonest and convince them of anything. Like, how would they ever go for that, seeing everything that they've seen? I think he's just at a point where he's not even interested in believing that – Um promises in particular can come true i think he just wants to understand the structure of the power and who these people are and get a chance to look them in their face and go who are they so he can get a better sense of how to manipulate the situation he's in it i mean because things you can't really manipulate a chessboard if you don't even know how the pieces move or what the pieces are you know that's why he was in the library asking all that information about the tva yeah, exactly. she would not give it to him like the origins of it, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. It brings a lot of the show do bring a lot of stuff to question too about like what you had mentioned about um, existence and what people believe. Like, like of course, based off what I can't think of was Owen Wilson's character's name, but Owen Wilson compared to what Loki believes, and they they so Mobius. That's the name. Mobius, that's right. Which is a what does a Mobius mean again? It means something. Finish your point. I'm gonna look this up real quick while you finish. Well, your point. A Mobius is strip, right? What does it mean? A Mobius strip that like sort of goes around and wraps in on itself. It like turns, um, and sort of has no beginning or end. Hey, that's thing. I don't trust Mobius either, though. All right. Anyway, finish your point though. Sorry, we come back. No, I was that. just saying like how they have their um. Two set like because because it was that conversation where he was talking about how um pretty much you know what they believe in seems to be completely ridiculous. But then when he asked Loki, like, you know, where you come from and what you believe in, and he said, Oh yeah, I'm a part frost giant, and my father is is Odin, the uh, all father god of thunder and all this. Well, what what would Odin be to just the Odin's god son. of the gods? Yeah, yeah, the all father. Mm-hmm. And and he was just, you know, they were going back and forth on, you know, how to each one of them, their beliefs about the existence, their existence does seem to be a little far-fetched, right? But then it's almost like, what is, like, because there's never a question, I don't even think in the Thor movies, like, where does Odin come from? Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. then we go, get into where does the timekeepers come from? And then mm-hmm. what where is the what how, where does the power thing go to? You know what I'm saying? Like if we got the the um what do you call it? What what do they call the um the Sky Fathers, which would be Odin and and the people from Asgard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then then there has to be something over them, then there's something over them, then there's something over them. Yeah, the hierarchy is super confusing. And like where does Thanos fit into it? 
Yeah. Right. And the yeah. um the timekeepers, they kind of looked like um, what is that guy? The guy in um he was a oh the scrolls? No, nah, he was a fantastic four villain. What was it, man? Who wait a minute? I'm sorry, who, who are we talking about? Uh Galactus, Doctor Doom. No, I'm saying which villain uh, was this for the Fantastic Four? You talking oh, about? Oh man, the, 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 the um, the um, what's what what are the timekeepers? They look like oh, Kang the Conqueror. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But okay, that's yeah, that's a whole nother level of stuff though. Well, that's the whole idea that Kang the Conqueror might show up with the show. Well, I thought Kang was um was showing up in some movie coming up. I thought they had cast the Kang. Yeah, he's the Ant Man three. Yes, there we go. Yeah. It's Jonathan guy from uh Jonathan Majors or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Jonathan May that man has been getting all the roles. I mean yeah. it's in a good way. Now he, he's excellent, so that's gonna be really cool. But but they from from the from the statues or even when they showed the little animation of the timekeepers, was it just me or did they not look a bit like Kane the Conqueror? That's interesting. That would be insane. But I'm, yes. I'm because that could be that he's the that he's who's behind the curtain. Kind of like on some Wizard of Oz type shit. Because isn't he like a time traveler or something too? Yeah, yeah he's definitely he's a time traveler. I like this theory. Hmm. Wow. I mean, hmm, I don't know. I mean, because you'd have to... Because I know that he... Hmm. um. Cause like the thing is, what the the problem? Well, I can say the problem. You have to know what happens a little further in the future for this to make sense. Kang is always somebody who takes over, typically, in the future. Like, and it's not like close future. It's like knowing like a hundred years and you know ahead and stuff like that. But that definitely not a bad theory. Um, he. I'm looking online, and I think other people think it too. Yeah, Jonathan Majors has apparently denied it to Variety. Um, uh, I'd like to point out something real quick. Uh, so the theory that I came up with when we were talking about the last Avengers movie that you brought up to, um, oh man, come on, why, why is his name escaping me right now? The man who um, just won an Oscar for playing um, what's his face in the Black Panther movie. Come on, Aaron. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. Thank you. Jeez. Okay. When you asked him about um, Hey, the earthquakes in in the oh, yeah. you know in the oceans. Da da da. I mean, it could be no more. Right? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was on it. I knew it. Wait, he was gonna be in yeah, Black what, Panther too. What? Wait, what? Namor's in Black Panther too? Yes. Okay, yeah, I'm so good at this. Going back to 2019, um, I did ask Daniel Kalia on the Movie Maker podcast if the seismic activity that is referenced in Avengers Endgame involved atlantis um and he gave me the i have no idea what you're talking about but i i actually did believe that he had no idea what i was talking about at that point <laughs> he probably did i don't well, that's it, possible i don't think he's a big nerd but, <laughs> yeah he don't strike me as a big nerd type he's just like hey y'all gonna pay me for this yeah but see okay, that yeah. that's that's how they fool you though i don't know maybe he didn't know but you know I was right. Yes. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. You called that quite a long time ago. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, because like what else could it have been? It could have been anything, really. But it was just like seismic stuff off the coast. Come on now. Well, I mean, like I'm not I know more about Aquaman than Namor, but that like DC has done that so many times. It's just impossible not to know. It's like the well, the Injustice comic Injustice comic books, like there's a couple of moments of stuff like that comes up. Um, anyway, I just I feel good about that. That's I, pretty good prediction. I, I just saw the story that Tenok Huerta is cast as Namor. I did not know that until you mentioned it. Yep, yep. Crazy. I'd like to find the sourcing on it because I don't believe anything in any comic book media. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's so fair. It's so fair. I cannot blame you for that. Everybody's been burned quite a few times because their dad worked in Marvel. And, you know, had some leak for everybody that was wrong. Well, the sad thing is, like, THR, Variety, Deadline, The Wrap, 
they're pretty much right. Those four are pretty much always right. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work with Lamberto Gonzalez, who breaks a lot of the stuff, and he's pretty much always right. But then you have these things that are there's just completely fake websites that'll throw stuff out there and then they'll go like there's a theory and what they mean is like somebody tweeted about it <laughs> yeah and then other people said oh that'd be cool and then they're like there's a rumor that so-and-so's cast it's like it's not a rumor it's just somebody well, well, in, in, in sports that became the sources say right oh, yeah that's just like them taking what i just said about kane the conqueror and treated it like it's gospel or something <laughs> yeah like, like this is not real news this is and and I see online other people been having those theories, but I mean I just thought about it. I really literally just thought about it as we were talking. I mean he's definitely the the time traveling villain in Marvel. Um, right. Yeah. And normally Tony deals with him or the Fantastic Four, but we don't even have a Fantastic Four here, and Tony's dead. So, and he's not he's not cast in this show, as far as I know. Well, wouldn't and- that be a big surprise though, Loki? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. if we we might not see him like to the end or something like that, that'd be a huge surprise. Well, I will say they have been doing some fun stuff. Um, like what was it in um Falcon and Winter Soldier? They had the um oh man, I f- the the broker. I forgot exactly what it was called, but how that ended up being the you know the person who is like. Um, the person who got exiled, they, oh, it was all off of that. But then, like, she was a shadow broker working behind the scenes, and now she has all this intelligence with the military, and you know, she'll yeah. be using it. As Is that to... Sharon Carter? Yeah, uh-huh. Peggy Carter's. I love that they made it Sharon too. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're trying some things that are not typical, and I think that that gives an opportunity for all kind of cool things to happen. I mean, and within this show. You know, there's just a million possibilities. I really enjoy just the fact that it feels so vast, like the way that they, I mean, they jumped all over the place as far as time and place, uh, you know, and the ways that the mysteries come up, the solutions to them, just they don't feel like, oh, I definitely knew that was coming. Like the idea that, Loki was hiding in in apocalyptic situations. That's such a cool idea. It's like once you explain the rules, it's like, yeah, of course. Like, that yeah, sense. that that makes so much sense. <laughs> right. And that sounds like something Loki would do. Mm-hmm, it yeah, does. It's really brilliant. Uh, also, according to THR, which did did report on Tenochtitlan, he would be one of the antagonists, but it doesn't specifically say Namor. So I think other people have uh, extrapolated Namor. Who knows? Mm. Makes sense to me. Well, and the thing is, if you recall in the comics, Namor's normally, like he's antagonistic to other governments and and other kings who he just feel like ain't about none. Um, Like actually... They just had a, uh, a an issue in the comic books where like the X Men had this gala. I'm not gonna go like deep into this, but basically they had like their own island. That's where all the mutants are. Yeah. And um, so Xavier, by the way, is talking mad shit to all the humans. This was actually really fun. He's working with Magneto, blah blah blah. Anyway, so they hold this thing because they normally don't allow anybody that's not a mutant on the island. So it's kind of supposed to be like a diplomatic thing, but they got the telepaths read people's minds and stuff. Anyway, so Namor is like. You know, if all you have to, you only have, you own an island. Like, that's what you are, you know, that, that that's your territory. I'm rocking 70% of Earth. So, you know, until <laughs> you come with a better offer for something, I won't be up here. And he, like, throws a champagne glass on the, on the ground. He's such a dick all the time. <laughs> but, I mean, the thing was, he's antagonistic and, and hostile, but he's rarely the villain in a story arc. That's very rare. It's happened before, but it it's it, it normally yeah, takes some he, he couldn't hold as being the 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 main villain in the film or nothing like that. Yeah, typically not. I, really, I mean, and normally it's like a um a misunderstanding between the the land dwellers and and you know. I might I might I might this might not be popular to some people. This might be a stupid idea, but I think it'd be awesome if the main villain in Black Panther would just be Doctor Doom. Me too. 
And then you could bring because because we always have them with the Fantastic Four. Yep. Yeah. But but like since we already been established Fantastic Four shit plenty of times, let's establish the villain first and then go back to Fantastic Four later on. And we could have just established him being the antagonist to um Black Panther. And him, then you yep. could also still throw in Namor in there too. Because him, Namor, and Wakanda, those are the three kingdoms that are kind of yeah, they are right. powerful that want nothing to do with anybody else. Right. Um, is it Led? What's the name Led, of Led, I, I, I was going to say, and I was like, damn, I can't remember the Led, name of Fury, it. Man, it's, been, it's a real place. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll don't leave the way to you. Latvia. God damn yeah, it. So you They're got nerds Wakanda, laughing at us right now. You got Dr. Doctor Doomland. <laughs> Dr. Doomland. Atlantis. or something. Yeah. Yeah, it could um, be like a war of like these three big nations, man. It's, that'd be crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. I don't like getting too yeah. hype off theories like that when there's zero evidence of it. Cause I mean, right. and sometimes like things that you know are actively fighting it. Cause while Marvel's finally not been treating the X-Men like crap, uh the Fantastic Four still ain't really getting they normally do you would expect. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I just I, I don't want to get hype about those possibilities, like Doom, and then it not happen. I, I I don't know. There's other things they could do. Um, that are not uh not that. So I don't know. We'll see. I personally think, and I I think I said this on this before. I think you could base a whole series off Doctor Doom himself. I mean, you could, yeah, like, you. and and there's and I mean, you could do that with most Mar- with a good deal of Marvel villains if you wanted to. But I don't know, especially Doctor Doom. Though, come on, Latveria's king. Latveria, yeah. damn it! Like I was like, <laughs> it's like Latvia, like like I'm around there. Um, He's yeah. like the Darth Vader of Marvel, man. Come on. So you know, but with Loki, I mean, you know, the thing that I think hurt him the most, and all of that was basically you're there to be like a foil to other people to make them the best version of themselves you'll never become a ruler you'll never achieve your goals it's, it's like his worst fear right and so i think one thing we'll see throughout this show like he's gonna be himself he's gonna do what he do but he's gonna have a different mission in life a different um because that was the thing like yeah, like he's all about the mischief and this and that, but he does get to a point where he's just kind of speaking his mind on what he's about. And when he's like, what do you want to rule? You just want to rule like a kingdom? Earth? That's it? You're done? <laughs> like you just want to rule to rule. Like what is it that you want, you know? And he didn't really have an answer for that. And I think whatever he, whatever's driving him now is different than what it was before. And what that means, I'm not sure. But I think it's going to be really fun to figure out, like, what is different about, you know, how he approaches life in the world now, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know what he actually wants. Like, what would you guys do differently if you could see your whole life? Like, if, if somebody was like, hey, you have an opportunity to see exactly how your life's going to turn out. Like, like all from here to the end, like you get to see the whole thing like and then you're like would you one would you do it and then two like would you be like all right i need to do stuff differently now um now obviously like if you know you you know die because you ate some shellfish that morning like you know you didn't realize you were allergic yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, so yeah there are definitely things you you would avoid in that scenario i think um nah i can't say if I was Loki, what I would do, but I'm just saying, like, if I was myself, I don't know, I just, because, because I always feel like this, if you try to avoid faith, somehow it might, you know, it might happen in some type of way or form anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if I know I'm gonna die from shellfish, then I might just die a whole nother way, you know? Yeah, cause somebody probably put shellfish on your water cup. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, like I was final just, destination or something. Yeah, I was just probably just try to be the best version of myself that I possibly can. You know, you see, you see where you make mistakes in certain areas as far as 
more so like my relationships with people and just try to do better in that. I think the thing about Loki, unlike um, Mobius, for example, regardless of if, you know, if his purpose and what he believes in is really real, he has a purpose, you know, whereas like, I think Loki's only purpose and motivation was to thwart his father. And that's pretty much it. But once you take the father out of the occasion, what do you have? Like he knows his father's going to die. Well, that's the thing. The, the, um, you know, I feel like that kind of had been answered in, in the last phase of Marvel to some degree. Although he didn't get to finish living that out because, like he saw, his, his neck got snapped. Um, yeah. But he he actually was, in a way that had never been true in the past, I wouldn't say necessarily so serving Asgard, but there was, like, it may have been, like, serving with an eventual mean like eventually meaning to rule over the Asgardians but mm-hmm. he had fundamentally had a, a shift in character yeah well, how you talking about when he was posing as his father for a while mm-hmm. yeah but that was I still that was still to like fuck with him like he knew his father was well, still well, well par- partially but I'm saying like by the time we finished the the um what was it luck? What's that thing called? What's the Thor third the Thor movie called? Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, by the time we get through that, you know, all those those scenarios and things, I feel like he had been in a different place. Yeah, but that's because his relationship with his brother had gotten better. Right. And they yeah. Exactly. Got together to kill a badass, evil ass sister. Yeah. Hey, I don't know why that movie. I, movie that so movie good. is funny to me, but the funniest part to me was like. When Thor threw that hammer and she broke that shit, <laughs> and 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 Loki got on down like so quick. I like the fact that Loki can't fight. I don't know why I think this is just like he literally has no hands. But like, the Loki moment like, she breaks that, that hammer, he like, oh shit, she breaking, she broke. Uh, what's going on? Millionaire, I'm out of this bitch. Like he instantly. <laughs> <laughs> like we are not doing this. Yeah, this is not gonna happen because that that was all we had. <laughs> kind of a straight up coward. Yeah. Hey, well, oh, got no one to hold him, no one to fold him. That was a fold him moment. That was a good movie, low key. Like, <laughs> like that is a good Ragnarok is actually good now that I think about it. I kind of want to watch it again. And that's a great movie. And but, but you, let me ask you, you know the other part that's really cool that I'm, uh-huh. I'm almost certain is gonna happen. We're going to witness the destruction of earth you think oh interesting because it's got to end well what i mean by this too is in particular it's mentioned in his file and it's a cataclysmic event it's an apocalyptic event but actually like the earth destroyed i thought that's when he was reading about ragnarok um um asgard well even if he is that's so if they're talking about ragnarok that happened then we could just go back to that moment because you know they're doing the thing where they're like going back to those moments but it's a planetary destruction not oh, just simply was, like asgard was gone that was asgard because they also said yeah i think we're talking about asgard. Planet. yeah the population okay. was weirdly low it was like 9700 or something yeah oh, that's that's fair yeah yeah you're yeah. right well i think we're gonna go back there though yeah but you know you know what's okay i don't know i don't know if i'm just tripping but i don't understand like asguardian physiology or or physiology that's what i'm trying to say like how much different of them are they than humans like physically because because like thor for example is like on a whole nother level like thor is like superman Mm -hmm. why is thor that much stronger than everybody else on asgard are there other people as strong as thor on asgard like, no, but, but okay, hold on, hold on. So, like, now I, I just want to make sure we're, we're talking about the same thing. I mean, Thor is a god, though, right? I mean, I, I, yeah, I but just... wouldn't everybody on Asgard be one? No, because everybody isn't descended from gods. Okay, I'm confused. 
yeah. Because that's not, it's not like, it's not like, I guess I'm looking at it from like Norse mythology and Greek mythology. Like if you are in Asgard or in Greek, if you are in Mount Olympus, you are a deity. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's different though. Just like, you know, like, because there are different races of every, okay, so there are literal gods there, right? And then there are people who are, who like serve the kingdom. Everybody in the kingdom is not a god. Did they did they ever explain it? Well, because I, I know it's the Valkyries, and I'm assu- I'm assuming that, like the Valkyries are stronger than humans. Well, you have Valkyries, you have trolls, you have frost giants, you, like there's all kind of stuff there, right? Right. But but there are gods, and then there's people other than the gods. So the reason why I was thinking about this was as I was watching it, and I was watching Loki get like tossed around by like regular people. Mm-hmm. I was confused. Like I'm like, how strong is are they supposed to be actually? And now, I remember I, I, I was thinking about that too, but I do think just because we're seeing that person, the uh, lady Loki take over humans, that doesn't mean she's using regular human strength. She could be augmenting it with something. You know, I thought about that too, but it just didn't. I don't know. It was just something just was off about. It. Like, it was but hilarious. I thought I thought that about like all the Thor movies. Like, I couldn't really figure out like how strong is the Asgardian supposed to be because I don't think they ever explained in the films. Like, I've seen Thor get stabbed with a knife and, like, bleed. And I'm like, how the fuck, how does a knife hurt you? Can't, bullets bounce off of him, right? Off of Thor? Huh? Off of Thor? Man, Thor got stabbed by Loki. And, like, Thor too. Okay, but wait a minute. He not stabbing him with a knife from your kitchen. Like, I get what you're saying, but, like, you know. That's what I'm saying. But it's never explained, like, Oh, magic knives pierced through our Asgardian skin, or like no, just but like okay. knives. Even when he first got to the TVA, he was like, "This is Asgardian steel," or whatever the fuck he was saying. I mean, like, seen Thor it, some of these have different properties. I I thought no one on Earth had seen Thor two. I thought <laughs> everybody seen it. I actually saw it. Okay, it's really hilarious. It's the only Marvel movie I haven't seen, and I can't. Everybody says it's so bad. I can't get myself to watch. You it. know what? I I'm not I'm not saying that it's good, but I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. Dark World is fine. It got the good problem action is, scenes, though. The problem with Dark World is it's not the other movies. Mm. I mean, like the Marvel has such a high bar for their films that, like, if you don't like, if you go anything under a certain level, like people just call it trash, which is not the case. What's right. funny is I assume it's gonna be one of those dark action movies because it's called the Dark World. So I feel it like is a dark, movie. yeah. They do use like the, the oh, it, to me, if it gives me like you know, um, early Underworld. 2000 superhero movie vibes, you know, like, like it's not as bad as Underworld where everything's blue and black and white, but you know, I love the first Underworld, that movie's amazing, and like, then they made 17 more of them, man. Underworld taught me a lesson when I was younger like that. When you come up with an idea for a story, you definitely need to write it. Because I could, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, I came up with a whole vampire, werewolf, gangster story. <laughs> like like this long feud. Like I came up with it when I was in middle school and I never really sat down and wrote it. And then here comes out Underworld. And I ain't never forgot that. Man. Oh my God. My- well, Underworld been gone for a while, man. Just just make it now. Make a new one, yeah. I was watching Blade 3 the other day. Because um, that movie's like, great. Like last week. No, it really ain't good. But it's like, it's so, it's one of them good things to watch when you're not really paying attention. Mm-hmm. And it's like so funny at certain parts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I it's still, every time I think of Blade now, I can't help but think of that line you bring up all the time. Who me? Yeah, this is the best. It's it's like that need to be one of them. Them that's the most. You know how to like. Um, but, well, hold on, go on, say it again because the the audience don't know. <laughs> it says it's always motherfuckers trying to ice skate up the hill. <laughs> it's so good. I'm like, bro. I'm like, I don't even know what that shit mean. It was so <laughs> badass when I was a kid. It's like it's like the equivalent of like I. Like um I I don't know not I'll be back but like Yippie Kaye motherfucker like <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is about that good 
That's I was so like, funny. man, Wesley was the man back in those days. And then when Blade 2 came out, man, you couldn't tell me shit. <laughs> Blade 2 was amazing. Oh, Blade 2 is Blade 2 better than Blade 1. And Blade 1 was cold. Anyway, you give us a excuse to talk about Blade. We'll be doing this another 15 minutes. Yeah, uh, I, just, I think we should probably wrap up right now. I uh, think it's because Blade is our first black superhero. <laughs> but nobody acknowledge it. Hey, man, I, I got to say, though, at least when Marvel did the, their latest announcements for the current phase, the fact that I didn't see Blade on there was kind of sad. I, we know they're making it. Mahershala Ali's Blade, and that's going to be yeah. pretty cool, pretty sure. So, <sighs> I just, man, think about Blade, get emotional, man. It's a good movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, if you got this far, we're glad you did. We'd like for you to, hey, at least recommend a pod to at least one other friend who, you know, wants to hear good Loki coverage and other Marvel topics, especially theories such as Kane. Um, give us a review. Like I said, let somebody who you know know about the Loki podcast. Um, also, Keith, can you let the people know where they can follow us on the social? All right, we um. Facebook and also on the Instagram at the low key pod. Bet. Uh, Tim, anything to plug for Movie Maker? Visit moviemaker.com. Nothing in particular to plug. <laughs> Gotta say, one of now the Movie Maker podcast, also available wherever you listen to podcasts, um, is pretty dope too. And I'm only bringing this up again now because I just saw Sonic the Hedgehog again on Paramount Plus. And oh, the yeah. movie is even better than I remember. And <laughs> and Tim did an amazing interview with the director of the film on all kinds of cool stuff, including the response uh, by the public to their first Coolio trailer. Dude, that guy was cool because he was just like, yeah, people didn't like it. And I got sad for half an hour and then I just got to work. Yeah. Right. Which was really like I never I don't think that has ever happened where a trailer came out and people responded to it and the studio heads actually change look of yeah. the character. What a great idea. Cause I gotta say that movie's too good to have like been tarnished with visuals that weren't on point. That's yeah. a really good movie. Yeah, it, <laughs> it 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 was. It was um and and video game movies usually suck. And mm. I actually like that. And I actually even like Detective Pikachu. I know some people might not like it, but it was it was my shit. But anyway. I ain't watched Detective Pikachu. I'm scared, man. I'm scared it's gonna be bad. And I'm scared it's, it's to funny. put my toe in that wall. It's it's pretty funny. You should check it out. All right, well, cool. Well, that, that'll be something I do probably once we hang up. So um again, thank you everybody for making it this far. We'll see y'all next Thursday for whatever comes next. Great, peace. See you. <laughs>